25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the rest right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks and The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Football, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Let's play a little football. At least we're, those of us that are too old to play any more football, we can just talk about it. Huh? When's the last time you got out in the yard and just had a pickup game of, I don't know, two-hand touch? We should all do that as late in life as we can get away with it. Even if you break your leg or you tear your knee up, you know, there's... <laughs> This segment brought to you by Capital Orthopedics. <laughs> Roger, there's something cool. In, you inviting still... you and your torn tendons. <laughs> right. They love this little encouragement, don't they? Yeah. Get on out Got there. there and play and... that church basketball, you 35-year-old guy <laughs> who hasn't done anything in 10 years. You know, you look. Can do it. And here's the thing. there is You can still come away with cool points if you're in there and you're having to have surgery or whatever. How'd you, how'd you tear up your knee, by the way? You don't say, <laughs> I fell off a ladder. You're not saying, oh, I tried to avoid the dog. You know, I was mowing the grass. No, no. I was on my way down the field to score a 50 yard touchdown. Okay. And I almost got caught from behind, a little juke, and my knee blew out. And they're, oh, okay. Yeah. And then they give you one of those uh, Tim Allen, you know, know, grunts, the man grunt from Home Improvement. There's cool points that go along with sports injuries. You don't get a, for like me, like where I, where I ruptured an Achilles because I reached out to grab a, a passing shopping cart. Yeah, exactly. I should have let it hit the <laughs> jalopy it was headed for. It was about, just let it go. Was, I, I I did a quick appraisal afterwards. It was about twenty five hundred dollar cash car. <laughs> I gotta just give them the money. Roger, you should have done like you should have been like Elsa and let it go. Let it go. Hey, there's a guy in my Sunday school class, Watson, and he's on crutches. Right now, because he fell off the ladder. He was working on something at his house. Nobody's <laughs> injury is funny. But when oh. I, I saw him in Sunday school on Sunday morning, I, I had to, and in front of everybody in the whole class, I said, Watson, have you finally reached an age where it is no longer safe for you to be on a ladder? <laughs> How about this? I'm laughing because I'm have there. Have you started checking the weight capacity yet to make sure you're still good? No. I have not. Should I? Doggone, Roger. Now you got me paranoid. It could be, it could be 200 or 250. You never know. We don't know where you are in there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm way on up there. I'm looking at the I labels. That's, I'm just going to tell you. Nope. Can't get on this ladder. <laughs> can't get on there. Man. Let's that, go right here. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. Excuse me one second. I'm going to reach up here and press my little continue recording button. The Facebook stream has just gone out, so we'll just do without it today for the first hour. We'll just record it. And that way, if anything in this hour actually happens of note, I'll at least have it recorded, Roger. I will have not 
streamed it live, but looks like Periscope's still up and going, I guess. So we'll just roll with that. How about that? Something almost happened one time. Yeah. What are you talking about? Something, you know, I'm sure something almost happened That's, one time during the show. Right. Yeah. Almost. We'll see. You never know what you may uncover on live radio, especially when people can call in and talk, which you can on this show. I don't know if you know that, but you can. Right there. The Divinity Equipment phone, it is 601-995-1059. So 601 number, 995-1059. You want to text the show, feel free to do that as well. It is 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. So feel free to text away. I got a treat for you, Roger. I don't know if anybody else will enjoy this, but I think we will. I was thinking about Joe Burrow, the quarterback at uh, LSU. You know, he's coming into Starkville this weekend. Riding a wave of victory. Yeah, and he's kind of got this cool guy persona. You know, the way he walks around and carries himself and everything. And I couldn't help but think about Snoopy. You remember this when Snoopy's like hanging out at the school with the kids? And he put on the sunglasses. <laughs> the Snoopy laugh is the best. Joe Cool, baby. Joe Cool, back in school. Hanging around a water fountain, playing the fool. I mean, I think they like Joe made this song just for Snoopy. Take Sounds like the Schoolhouse Rock guys. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's a great song. I am just a bill. <laughs> Take those shades off, man. Stay cool, my babies. Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, coming to start with this weekend. Is he going to be your Heisman Trophy winner? Let's see here. More, He's got the number one, you know, most passing yards uh, in the SEC. It's got to be close to leading the country, surely, in terms of passing yardage. I'm going to look this up. NCAA. Keep his lineman up there for the Heisman. That's true. They're not bad, are they, Roger? They give him room to work. They protect him very well. I know you touched on that yesterday. You saw that where he said he felt like he didn't even have anybody around him. He is actually number two in the nation in passing yards. Right behind the uh, guy from Washington State, Anthony Gordon. Check out this stat right here, Roger. What's going on in Washington? And Joe and Washington State, they just all they do is throw it. They don't run it. And they're not really a good team right now. They're three and three. More on Washington State later in the show. So Anthony Gordon, most passing yards in the country. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, number two, 2,157. Tua of number three. And number four, most passing yards in the country, Jack Abraham, Southern Miss. How about that? He's off to just like a historic start to the season, throwing the ball. Not only for an LSU quarterback, but like among SEC quarterbacks. He's on pace for 4,000, way over 4,000 yards. He's thrown 25 touchdowns and only three interceptions. It's just incredible, man. More on Joe Burrow. Hey, Roger, real quick. B.B. King for a special on like uh, NBC News. There was some anniversary of Snoopy and the Peanuts deal. 
And B.B. King actually performed his own version of Joe Cool. The B.B. Listen to this. Already the music's much better. I know. Listen. that song really resonated with bb hey and listen at the end of it he even talks to his guitar he talks to lucille at the end of this song looking casual and feeling dynamite Joe Burrow, and he's doing all this, 25 passing touchdowns, three interceptions. In the SEC, only Tua Tagovailoa is better, 27 TDs and one interception of the year. Um, and he's doing that, but, but how about this? Joe Burrow is, if you round it up, if you do math the way you're supposed to do with decimal points, he is actually completing 80% of his passes for the whole year. 79.57% completions on the year. Did anybody see this coming? I want to know the truth if you really saw it coming. Look at the text line. Gator Nation on the text line says, uh, if you're talking about LSU football, if you beat Alabama, you're going to have to do it again in Atlanta in the playoff play-in game. Because Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State will knock each other out. Gators took a hit, but we're still standing. NFL, uh, let's see, we've clinched home field. Talking about the NFL. Who's your NFL team? Oh, the Patriots? Yeah, he's talking about his NFL team. Patriots have clinched home field. TB12 going to get number seven. Matt, what was the worst football injury you had signed Gator Nation? Appreciate the text, Gator Nation. I didn't have. Any terrible football injuries. I never blew out a knee, never broke a leg. Um, try hard enough. Well, well, you have to be <laughs> fast enough to actually injure something really terribly. <laughs> and so I, that's one advantage I had. Is I was always, that's why the bumper cars have no dents on them. You just can't get up enough speed. That's it. And I, we're not going fast enough to do any damage. According <laughs> <laughs> to that, I'm going to be fine for a while. Yeah, it's a wonder, though, that I didn't because I had to make a lot of tackles. Y'all get it? Get it? I was a quarterback. One time, Ron Polk was doing a roast of somebody else at this event that I was emceeing, Roger. And when he got up there, he just he wasn't doing a roast. It was supposed to be a speech, but he effectively just roasted all of us sitting at the front table. And he roasted me, too. He said, I always noticed when Matt went in the game, they put in five new offensive linemen, and they always happened to be the five best tacklers on the team. <laughs> Yeah, and the other one he said about me, he said, you know, Matt had an injury one time. He said there was um, a football was thrown. He didn't see it coming, and it came through the crowd and hit him right in the nose and broke his index finger in three places. (laughs) Good old Ron Polk. All right. so think you've uh, been to a few chicken dinners. That guy has been to a few. We had Gator Nation on the text line. Yesterday, I got a personal phone call from Gator Greg. And now, on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 
I got Gator Man. There's gators everywhere I look. Gators here, gators there, gators everywhere. Go, Gators! What's up, Gator Man? What's up, brother? How are you? I appreciate the intro. Mm-hmm. What you got on your mind? Hey, um, a couple things. Uh, uh, do you think that if Mullen had not put, uh, after LSU scored that touchdown when uh, we got the ball and Mullen put Emory in for that series and we went three, three and out straight, right if he would have just gone with Trask, uh, who had the hot hand, um, if it would have made a difference. And uh, the other thing is uh, I saw where 6.4 million people watched that game on ESPN. It's the highest-rated game they've had in two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that record will probably be broken. Uh, if, uh, I doubt it's going to be on ESPN, but if it, it, um, on the Alabama-LSU game, it'll probably be broken by that game, wouldn't you think? Yes. I would definitely think that. The only thing that might come close to it in terms of the numbers of viewers, Gator Man, would be if this Saturday on CBS at 2.30, if it's in the fourth quarter and State is some going to pull off this miracle upset like South Carolina did against Georgia. Oh, yeah, it'd spike. It would spike in the fourth quarter, but you're right. It still yeah. probably wouldn't even hold a candle to what – LSU and Alabama is going to be. You know, to your point, you know, it was a game. I mean, he he, he converted nine third downs against LSU Mm -hmm. in Tiger Stadium on What did they say? Gatorman, what did Mullen say after the game as to why he did that? He said it was because they had a series coming up for him that they wanted to, uh, I guess it was chartered or whatever, uh, that they uh, it was his time to go in, and it ended up being a third and short, and he didn't get it. But my deal is, uh, you know, and Mike Vitale had talked about it on both shows this morning, the amount of third downs that Trask completed uh, – it amazed him. And if you look, they were nine of, I think, 17 on third down. Mm-hmm. And he said they were, and as you know, they were, they were, a lot of them were long third down. Right. And, you know, the, the kid, it was like the kid wouldn't have been bothered by F5 tornado coming through there. <laughs> he was that stone cold, which is unbelievable because, you know, he hadn't really played that much, but, I know, you know, this is not the kind of quarterback that Mullen, uh, you know, is used to, but it's similar to when Chris Leak was, um, you know, there and yeah. kind of doing the same system as when Tebow was a freshman where he brings Emory uh, in in the red zone. If you know, Well, and that may be your answer. Gator Man, I'm going to tell you what, yeah. you, may be, you may be hitting on your answer right there. You know, we're all human, uh, the best coaches, the worst coaches – the best business people, the worst business people, we're all human. And so we're all going to have certain tendencies. And, you know, when you built a program at Florida that led to a whole bunch of national championships and the way that they started that off was with older guy throwing it, younger guy coming in and running it and giving you a change of pace and it worked. 
you know, Mullen's going to remember that. Hey, and I want to give you some stats. When we, uh, in the media, we call games and stuff, we have access to this stats database and in-game live stats feed that the general public doesn't always get their hands on. And it can go very in-depth. And it's really cool. There's a lot of it that we never utilize because there's just so much there. But in that LSU, I'm looking at it now. So in in regards to the third downs that Florida faced in that game against LSU, Florida was 9 of 17, as you said. Conversely, this is what's amazing to me. LSU only faced four third downs four third the entire down. game. Yeah. How about that? It's just incredible. Yep. They went yep. one for four. But 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 back to the point. So Florida was nine of seventeen on third downs, but the average down and distance, the the average distance to go on third down was seven and a half yards. So they behind the chain, no doubt. All right, they had six um, third downs where it was greater than nine yards that they had to gain, and they went fifty percent on those three of six on third and longs. You know, nine plus. They were good on third and short, but then they were bad on third and goal right down there on the goal line, and and that's you know tough to do. Yeah, they had two two red zone two red zone possessions where they came away with no points. And so he um, he goes in terms of third down passing in the game. He was seven of ten for seventy seven yards. Six of the seven completions on third downs converted the chains, moved them. That is really an incredible stat on the road yeah, in the hey, SEC, no there, doubt. Is there a way I can access that? I'll send you a you screenshot. I'll send you a screenshot. Are you on Twitter? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter, but my text, uh, you know, my, my number's up there for the text line. All right. All right. I'll, um, um, I'll send it to you. Text us on the text line, and then I'll respond and send you this little screen grab right here, the third downs. Okay, and what I was going to say, you know the other quarterback that was fantastic on third downs uh, recently at Florida, and that was Tim Tebow. Now, I'm not comparing Travis to Tebow, but that's a testament to a good quarterback is when you can stay on the field on third down. Yeah, you know, I tell you, I know that he has Brian Johnson at Florida, Mullen does, coaching the quarterbacks. Yep. But yep. Mullen is always has always been heavily involved with them, and he he just has a knack for building the confidence of whoever it is that's playing for him. Whatever kind of player you are, experienced, inexperienced, highly recruited, not recruited, he just has a knack for taking that guy and and like stacking up bricks slowly but surely. He just builds up his confidence. And so that he can put him on the field and have him do some stuff, coach around him, you know. So I will always give him well, credit for that. Guy, this is a guy that he didn't even recruit. Oh, I know. This uh, is a guy that he didn't even offer. Mm-hmm. Now he he uh, Emory was Dan Mullen. This is what's weird. Uh, Dan uh, Emory Jones' first official offer. Guess who it came from? Who's that? Dan Mullen at State when he was when he was at Mississippi State. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think the kid that wound up getting kicked off that's now at Jackson State, Jalen Jones. Jalen um, Jones, yeah. He was kind of the same way. He was one that yep. you muddled and those guys offered him uh, really early. All right, and I just want to make yep. sure, Gator man. See, we got a Gator Nation on the text line, but that's somebody yeah, different that's than you. Yeah, that's, 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 that's 
that's one of the uh, members of the Gator Nation. Oh, okay, and, all right. Uh, and you're yeah, the man. Yeah, he, uh, he 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 is a contributor to all shows as well. As okay, myself. he's well, in there under Gator Space Man. Okay. Well, in our little directory there. Yeah. But I'm I'm about to text you so you can hit do me that. Up with yeah, that. so I'll just be able to reply and send it right back to you. All right, good deal. I appreciate, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, have man. a good one. You too. Thanks for the call, Gator Man. Gator Man on the Divini Equipment phone line. Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. They've been doing it better longer than anybody else. And I will see you live for this show. From 12 till 2 on Friday at Divinity Equipment in Madison on Highway 51. I'm going to go hang out with Jonathan and the guys there and see what we can get into. Not only will we be doing a radio show, but we'll be hanging out. There's going to be some, you know, there's a, there's a car. I got to learn more about this car show. Jonathan told me all about it. Uh, I got to learn more about it. There's going to be some cool old classic cars parked out there at Divinity on Friday. So y'all come out and see that and uh, see me. We'll have a good old time. Get your deer food. That's it. Plenty of that. <laughs> I think Rice. you told me that's not what we call that. And <laughs> yeah, deer food. What do we call it? Well, who cares what food, we call it? Food plot seed. <laughs> <laughs> Get everything for your food plot. Yeah. Yeah, and seats and tree stands and boots and ATVs and all the fun stuff. Toys. Toys for big boys. All right, so uh, Fluffy and Tim and Gator Man and Gator Nate, I'm getting all your texts. We'll get into some more of those coming up next. Right here on the show, we're just getting started with you on a Tuesday. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. I guess if you check my Twitter, the coaching doesn't seem real hard. All right, back on the show. I'm Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Hey, Roger, Mike Leach banned his team from social media. Oh, They're, yeah, that's going to that's gonna work. They lost another game. They're 3-3 three and three at Washington State. He banned his team, his players, from social media. Doesn't want them on there. And I guess he banned himself, too, because he normally does a lot of stuff on social media. Twitter, which he's a really fun Twitter follow, and uh, he has decided he's not going to do that anymore. Paul Feinbaum went off about it. When you ban that, it not only affects the players on the team, it has a deleterious effect on future recruits. If I'm a recruit and I read that, I'm saying, I'm not going there. Uh, Mike Leach is a cool guy. He's a pirate. But there's no way in the world I'm going to play for a guy that is going to infringe my freedom. I mean, this is this is America here, not to give a patriotic speech, but but that is absurd. And and I think it will cost him players. And frankly, I wouldn't go there uh, if, I, if I were a recruit right now in, in, in high school because I, I'm not playing for a coach that's going to take away my freedom to, do, to express myself. And there may be some limitations on what you should or shouldn't say, but don't take it away. How about Paul Feinbaum? Man, well, I like Paul. Yeah, expect a journalist to stand up for the First Amendment. <laughs> yeah, I like Paul. And again, he gets well, a little bit uh, 
he hand and, wringing going on there. That's right. And he and so many others that are, you know, in the on the big platforms, they have learned that nobody cares if you're right or wrong. And your way of delivering your opinion is bland. <laughs> That's the deal. You could be right from now until, you know, kingdom come. But if your way of delivering that is sort of bland, then you know, nobody's going to care. you got to really get into it and, you know, have a little juice in your voice and deliver these really strong opinions, especially if you can figure out a way to justify an opinion that is contrary to the popular opinion, then you can really go far. You can really get a lot of clicks that way. But And it helps, that you know, if you have that beautiful wavy hair. <laughs> Does it help? <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't know. Feinbaum wouldn't either. It's, it's interesting you say that. I was watching this. Um, I have all these different interests of things that I, I try to learn stuff and I'm fascinated by on YouTube. I'm not somebody that gets on there and just watches the same thing over and over. I have several things. I do a lot. Of, I watch a lot of sports on YouTube. Um, I watch a lot of old movie stuff on YouTube. Uh, the, the third thing I watch a lot on YouTube is a whole lot of, um, video production world stuff, you know, tutorials and things, learning about different techniques and editing and shooting and equipment and all that kind of stuff. But another one is outdoorsy type stuff, fishing, uh, bushcraft. I find all that stuff fascinating. People that survive out in the wilderness, they have all these survival techniques and outdoor stuff and hunting and fishing. I watch a lot of that on YouTube. And there's this one guy, uh, Roger, who has this really popular, millions of subscribers, this popular channel where he he's constantly trying out and putting to the test equipment that is advertised as, you know, a, a really inexpensive tool you can use in a survival situation or a really inexpensive fishing tool or hunting tool. He's always putting these things to the test and these videos do a lot of views. And I was surprised. I watched one last night. It was like this. He was going to put it to the test as the cheapest survival shovel you can get on Amazon for like 30 bucks. He was going to take it out and really put it to the test. And uh, he just very matter-of-factly at the beginning of the video said that he wears a toupee and that if you want to get one like his, they, this certain company that he's sponsored by makes the best toupees, and here's where you can go look at them for yourself. And so now I'm watching this video the rest of the way going, for the first time in my life, now, I'm not seeing him in person. I'm seeing him on YouTube, but for the first time really ever, somebody got one past me. All right. I, I got to go to the website. What is it? I had no idea the guy wore a toupee this whole time. He, a fo he fooled me. It's like Bill Gaither got me. Right, Mo. But I can't figure that one out, Roger. Now, you, you surely, <laughs> to goodness, you had to know. I just thought he had a real bushy hair. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see if I can. I feel dumb now. For not knowing, yeah, of course. You probably, I can just grab you, grab it by the sideburns and pull it on like one of those Mackinac hats. Yeah, you strap around your chin. <laughs> so it's a neat guy. <laughs> he's very open about his faith. He's a Christian believer in Jesus. He's open about that. But like, for instance, his video on YouTube, Roger, is it's called "Testing the Cheapest Survival Tool on Amazon." It has six and a half million views on that video. <laughs> and his account is Wranglestar. Okay, so it's one word. And it's, 
I, I said Wrangler. It's Wrangler Star. So like Wrangler jeans, W-R-A-N-G-L-E-R, and then the word star. And it's one word, and the title of his channel is Wrangler Star Modern Homesteading. 1.28 million subscribers. Yeah, and I'm watching one, and he goes, hey, by the way, if you like the toupee I'm wearing, you can get it, one like it over at so-and-so. They make the best ones. Toupee? So this dude got it past me on YouTube. So go check it out. Here you go. There's a free plug for his channel. What were we talking about before that? Totally forgot what we were talking about. Oh, we're talking about um, Feinbaum went off about Mike Leach getting rid of social media for his team. How would you feel about that if you're a State or an Ole Miss fan and your coach, either Matt Luke or Joe Moorhead, came out and said, we've, we've banned our team from using social media for the next little while. See, I'm old school enough. I'd probably stand up and clap when Paul Feinbaum says, that's ridiculous and it's going to hurt your recruiting. <laughs> Do you really think it would hurt recruiting? I don't know that it would. I honestly don't think it would hurt it. I really don't. So I kind of disagree on that. Okay. I don't know, man. They, people have to update their stories. and mm -hmm. It's just how they communicate with the rest of their Well, let me pose another question. If, if the current coach banning social media for a period of time during the season, if that turns off a recruit and that recruit decides I'm not going there because they did that, do you really want that recruit anyway? Now think about that. Do you, do you, do you want to sign someone who would make a college choice or eliminate a school simply because the coach, for a period of time during the season, eliminated and banned his kids from using social media. If that's something that would turn that kid off and make him not come to your school, do you want him on your program, on your team, anyway? <laughs> I guess you know what? It would be a definite test to your commitment to the culture that he's created there. And it, mm -hmm. if you're part of something, you know, any kind of team, sometimes you'll put up with things as far as discipline that make people who are outside the group not understand. Mm. So I, I guess I think I'm kind of on you with you on this one. Yeah. Um, Although it's kind of yeah. Tim, Tim's lighting me up over here on the text line. <clears throat> Tim on uh, the text line at 885 ESPN says, LSU is averaging over 11 yards of play, which is just incredible. And then he said, well, you know, uh, said, Matt, uh, we argued about Joe, talking about Joe Burrow. He said, you were saying that Danny Etling was a better quarterback than Joe last year, so what do you think now? <laughs> Did I say that? Did I get on here and say that Danny Etling was a better quarterback than Joe Burrow? All I did was defend Danny Etling from people who said that he was terrible when it turns out he was not. I never said he was a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. Certainly not long term. All I've ever done is defend Joe Burrow. <laughs> Uh, Tim says, once LSU started blitzing, that was it for Trask. I'm going to go back and watch. I missed some of the second half. Uh, I do want to go back and see. They hung in there pretty well, though, most of the ball game. And then, Tim, hey, look, you, you know, some guys play better when they turn the lights on, get a little pressure on them. Because Tim's asking, why hasn't Trask been the quarterback? He's clearly better than Felipe Franks. 
Some guys are better practice players than others. That's one explanation. More texts, more phone calls. John, I'll come to you next. Y'all stick around in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Later uh, today on this Tuesday in the studio. It is Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yep. So coming up later, it's um, Matt Moscona from ESPN Baton Rouge. Last week, Matt and those guys, they, they're having a good time right now, as you can imagine, on his show in Baton Rouge with the success of LSU. Roger, he sent out a picture. Somebody came into his radio studio last week before the Florida game with an entire barbecued alligator. The whole thing now. The, <laughs> the only thing that wasn't, you know, like cooked in barbecue sauce that you could just dive into it and eat at the moment was the head. It still looked like a regular alligator. <laughs> but they had just, what, cooked it in the ground? Yeah, I don't know. Because you know with alligator meat, some of the folks down there who don't really know how to do it to get – if you don't get all of the alligator fat off, it's mm-hmm. rancid tasting. Okay. And so I wonder how that worked out. Well, the whole thing was cooked. I'm looking at legs and everything. Sure, it made a great presentation. <laughs> the presentation was great. <laughs> think nope. you're having a bad day. Look at this guy. Yeah. Anyway, so they had some fun with it. All right, here we go. Uh, Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. You're a Kubota dealer. 995-1059. John. On the line. Thanks for hanging on, John. What's up? Hey, Matt. How are you? Rainy, uh, happy rainy Tuesday. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm in North Mississippi, and I hadn't seen one drop yet. Uh, well, we got plenty of drops down here for both of us. Okay. Well, we need it, though, right? In the Jackson area right now. Um, a wise man who has a, a national syndicated radio show said, I'm not going to let a bunch of 18 to 22-year-olds ruin my weekend. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people are letting a lot of 18 to 22 year olds, not just in Starville, but all over the country. Because guess what? Every Saturday, half the teams lose. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and it's easy to be a fan of Alabama because you can just pencil in 11 to 12 wins a year, at least the last 10 years. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. but you know what? The great Dan Mullen, he lost to South Alabama. Showed sure in. That wasn't that long and ago. And Orgeron either. was about to get run out of town when he lost to Troy. And that was just two years ago. That's right. Speaking in Death soon, Valley at go. night. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Kirby Smart just lost to South Carolina. I believe they were almost a four touchdown favorite. They sure were. Yeah. At home. At home in Athens. So, yep. you know, am I disappointed? Yes. Was I yelling at the TV Saturday? Yes. I'm trying to figure out how. And, Matt, you, you got a better – because we can just see on TV what we can see, you know, what the, what the camera view is. I see whatever defense we're running. I see a Tennessee wide receiver running wide open with nobody around him for five or six yards, and every time I see us throw a pass, they say at least two orange jerseys or three orange jerseys around him. 
Yeah. I was like, if there's three around that guy, somebody else has got to be open somewhere. <laughs> it's a math equation. But I will ultimately. be there with my cowbell on Saturday rooting for the dogs, and uh, I hope the rest of the fans are too. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, once the fans start turning on the program, it's definitely going to go down. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you either in the boat like, like – uh, uh, the GM of uh, the Raiders told Antonio Brown, you either in the boat or you're out of the boat. Yep. Either you're with this team or you're not. That's so, right. That's right. Man, well, so, hey, and let's look. Let's go. Hail State. Yeah, hail State to you, John. That's a good call. I appreciate that. Look, uh, you're right. I was watching some of the game over again, getting prepared to uh, put out a film study video here this week. And um, – there are a few things you can point to. Like if I were to make your specific example, like a big comparison, you know, there are times when Tennessee would just play coverage. And when I say play coverage, you know, they'd have somebody back there with outside, you know, like a free safety and underneath there'd be a lot of man to man coverage, just running with receivers one-on-one and you're not necessarily running away, getting all the separation. And meanwhile, I have one little breakdown and you're, either your quarterback's read or the line of scrimmage and you get him hit and sacked and it looks like nobody's open. And then Tennessee, yeah, they did have a couple of times where they complete a little slant and there's nobody around him. He runs it for a lot of yards. And on that particular play, one of them, State did a deal where they had a four-man front and they had three linebackers. And I don't remember if the third was an actual nickelback or if it was linebacker. I think it was nickelback. So, But effectively three at the next level linebackers. And they they rushed those linebackers, but then dropped three players off the defensive front. They're, so they're kind of going to replace each other and kind of confuse the quarterback to throw it into coverage. The problem is you didn't drop quick enough. And they actually had two guys open on slants just because the guys dropping didn't drop quick enough. They didn't drop quick enough or deep enough. So they really were just wasted on the play. So you're trying to draw something up where you show pressure, but we're dropping back into coverage. But if you don't actually drop back into the coverage you're supposed to be in where you're there, you just waste those players. And for the offense, it's like playing against air. There's there's just – it's so easy. They had two guys wide open for slants. They could just throw it, catch it, run for a bunch of yards. So, we, I, for me, I start watching the film. It's um, – you can see pretty clearly how one team gets it done on a particular day and the other one doesn't. And in a lot of those cases, it doesn't have anything to do with who's faster or who's a better athlete. It's all about just being in the wrong place. Well, how do you fix that? Well, that is coaching. It is drilling in to a guy over and over in repetitions and practice of this is how you do it and this is why you're doing it and those kinds of things. Um, text line 885-ESPN. Gator Nation said Mullen was recruiting Jones, Emory Jones, in the ninth grade. I think you got a good one there. I really do. Just a matter of getting him developed. And Mullen, thing again, Mullen's not going to put guys on the field unless they hands down 100% are the best in their practices. Or at least that's what it looks like or looked like over the years. Fluffy, we were talking about toupees. Fluffy said, Bill Gaither and Benny Hinn never fooled anyone with their rugs. As a child, the man in front of us at church wore a really bad toupee. So distracting. So, Fluffy, y'all had assigned seats? Y'all sit in the same seat every time? Um, we had a suggestion 
from an unnamed texter on the text line when we brought up the fact that Mike Leach at Washington State has banned his team from social media for the time being. He just says, go get a burner phone. Burner phone, text away, talk to your girlfriend, right? Or tweet, wait, no, no, social media is different because you got to be tied into who you're, you'd have to have burner social media accounts. So the phone wouldn't matter, but the accounts would, I guess. BB on the text line says, I absolutely love all the salt from state fans right now after losing to Tennessee. He says, holy hell. Went from Ole Miss fans should not show up to games beginning of the season to life is more than football. You love to see it, BB. Tripp says on the text line, the fans have turned. And he signed it, Tripp. And, um, yeah, okay. Uh, I wonder about that on this Saturday. 2.30 kickoff, CBS. You know, in general, what happens at most schools is – you lose a big game. Everybody's just really emotional about it, torn up about it for two, three days. And then it starts to wear off by about Wednesday. And we sleep on it. And then we just start making our weekend plans. Yeah, it'll be fun. Let's go. We got tickets. Let's just go see it. We need to be there. Weather be nice. So, yeah, I wonder what that attendance is going to look like. Uh, had State beaten Tennessee on Saturday to get their fourth win there's no question this would have been basically a full stadium for a 2:30 game, even with LSU coming as an 18-point favorite and all that kind of stuff. But given the way it went at Tennessee, frankly, I have my doubts. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think you'll see a full stadium on Saturday. You might. I could be wrong, but I don't think you will. But I think it'll be a decent crowd, though. I think people are probably waiting for that next home game. A lot of people plan their trips. It's just family weekend trips. A lot of the folks do that tailgate. Um, I think students will be there, 2.30. We'll see. We'll see what it's like. Um, to Tripp's point, he says fans have turned right, wrong, or indifferent. I don't agree with it. I would hope that I wouldn't do it if I were in their shoes. But I do think it is a fact that you have some people that have made their mind up. They've seen enough, and they're going to voice. It's kind of like voting. We all have a vote. They're going to cast their vote by not showing up. And it's a little counterproductive in the overall, in the grand scheme, because a lot of those same people that are going to say, well, I'm not showing up. And if they follow through with that, if something happens in two, three years down the road, you're having success, they'll be right back in there, hooting and hollering and posting pictures on Facebook. So I really think what's best for any fan base is you pull through the bad times so that you can really enjoy the good ones. But, hey, to each his own. We learned a lot this hour. <laughs> I had no idea Benny Hinn had a toupee. I, I um, what did Fluffy say? He said, I went to one of those churches as a kid, assigned seats. Kids in church, people falling out. <laughs> That's why I sit by the back door. I told the preacher, I sit in the back pew. So if y'all start talking funny, I'm out of here. <laughs> I may not be Baptist exactly, but I'm close enough. You can't first, stand that now. First one out. I'm out of here. All you hear is a back door slam. Where'd Roger go?
Y'all stick around. Hour number two coming up. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.